Hi everyone, and welcome to the 84th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hey guys. It's a broadcast. Broadcast. Yeah, you guys didn't busy. want it, but you guys are getting it. You're getting it anyway. Sabby's busy. We had a lot of scheduling issues. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Because <laughs> Churro was certainly busy. Um, but been, yeah, I'm busy and I'm tired. Yeah, busy and tired. So Churro, you just had your... Uh, Disneyland a departure event that looked insanely huge, especially compared to last year. How was it? It was it was fun. It was you know I was surprised at, at all the people that showed up. Uh, we had by my count we had at least fifty seven people there at one time, which is more than double than what we had last year. And there were a lot of cosplayers. Surprisingly enough, there was like at least three case three star cosplayers that showed up. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, the cosplay community reacts very quickly. When, yeah, they do. When costume changes come up. And uh, and we even had a 10-year-old dressed up as Kate's 2 Sora, and he brought oh, his entire family. I think that was so heartwhelming because it's just like, you know, he had so much fun. He was messing, messaging us um, after the event. You know, he was so happy. He wanted to know when the next one was. He couldn't wait for next year, and that just made us so happy, you know. And then we even had a you know, um, husband and wife, and they brought their son, who they named Roxas. Ah, that's so cute. So, you know, it was a great, you know, time. You know, that day was just like a great day to be a Kingdom March fan. It was just unbelievably amazing. Yeah, it was hot and stuff, but yeah, that didn't stop anybody from having fun. And basically, it was huge success. And I just want to thank everybody who showed up there and people who... Um, helped us, you know, get the word out. You know, if it wasn't for all you guys, you know, we wouldn't be doing this. So thank you guys for for doing all that for us. Yeah. So that sounds really awesome. I'm sure some of the young youngsters will, <laughs> by the time Kingdom Hearts three comes out, they'll be old enough to play it. So ah, oh, exciting, exciting, exciting. So, anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We run on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, YouTube.com, slash KHUnionVids, and Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania. Alrighty, so we have a two-segment show. Got a whole bunch of news, and we got some questions. So, in the way of announcements, uh, first of all, of course, as always, if you guys wish to support us on Patreon, please go to patreon.com slash ffkhunion. If you want the show to get better, please, please, please go to Patreon. Help us out. We want to make the show better all the please. time, always. And uh, as a reminder, if you want to get like something really awesome out of Patreon, just pledge $1 and you get access to a whole nother show. It's called Please Be Excited. Uh, it's hosted by either someone from our side on Kingdom Hearts Union or someone from Final Fantasy Union side or some sort of mixture between. And we talk about uh, lots of other different things on Please Be Excited. Uh, so you get a whole nother show. Uh, so if the two shows a month that you get from us normally isn't enough and you want want even more, uh, just pledge $1 to our Patreon and you get access to an entire other podcast as well. So we, we wanted to make sure that that um, pledge level was super low so a lot of people could enjoy that show. And uh, also, 
related to Patreon. We have some Patreon shout-outs today. Uh, if you guys want a Patreon shout-out, there is a reward tier there on Patreon for that. So this episode's Patreon shout-out goes to Harley Crawley. Or Crawley. I'm bad at pronouncing names, but Harley, thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you for, thank you so much for your support. Yes, definitely. So have a good one. Enjoy the episode. And uh, as a reminder, if you guys uh, want to have your questions answered on the show in the question segment, please send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. If there's a specific thing you guys want us to talk about, that's where you go. Send us what you guys want us to talk about. Make it in the form of a question. Throw some throw a question mark in there somewhere, and uh, we'll we'll put you on the show. And uh, a new announcement um, is uh, if for whatever reason, if you follow our podcasts, either Final Fantasy Union or Kingdom Hearts Union, through an RSS reader, uh, we have a new RSS feed. Uh, and I'll quickly read out the URL for you. It is HTTP colon slash slash uh, union at libsyn.com slash rss and libsyn is spelt l-i-b-s-y-n so we've just shifted over to a different podcasting service for hosting so we can keep track of the podcast a little bit better and uh that's where we've got our rss feed so uh com slash rss if you guys like rss readers i still use rss all the time for like lots of different websites so uh i i know i find it useful so uh our first segment news yay there's actually news there's actually news so first i just want to address the elephant in the room hi elephant um last episode uh we we had like last official episode we had a little uh snafu where we were talking about a rumored game title that wasn't announced that literally the day after we recorded was announced officially so yeah, so then we had to do like a special emergency podcast uh, with Daryl. Uh, that that's already out there. So if you haven't listened to that, listen to that. And we talk about uh, Kingdom Hearts two point eight and uh, other Kingdom Hearts related news there. So we're gonna move on uh, as if you already know about that game, <laughs> which you should, which you should, because it's been so long, and we we can't be your only source of news. So anyway, uh, so um. Uh, Tetsuya Nomura went on an interviewing spree and uh, for the 600th issue of Dengeki. Is it Dengeki PlayStation or is it just Dengeki? It's uh, Dengeki PlayStation. Okay, so this for the 600th issue of Dengeki PlayStation, Tetsuya Nomura had a cool exclusive interview and he had artwork on the front cover and it was like, you know, 66% new art. <laughs> Some of it was it's actually unfortunate too, because uh, yeah, that art got covered up. It wasn't even the full art either. Yeah, Hopefully exactly. he releases that soon. Yeah, I think part of the reason why it was mostly covered up, he said that it was due to like scheduling issues. Schedule is really tight, so um, like most of that art is new, but like a few characters in the artwork were just taken from other uh, other logos in the past, so. Yeah, it's a little, 
a little sad that it's not a full artwork, but oh well, it looks good. So there's a new artwork on the cover, and uh, he decided to, uh, you know, talk about some some Kingdom Hearts stuff that we didn't already know. Some of it's related to Kingdom Hearts three. Some of it's related to um, uh, 2.8, and then uh, some of it is related to Unchained Key. Uh, so uh, I've got some of the highlights here for you. Uh, the full interviews online, so you can check out for that. Um, Honestly, I think this is just the best stuff from it. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, first things first, uh, he details some stuff that sort of relate to Dream Drop Distance a little bit, but also uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. He says that information or, well, let, let me read you the, the official wording and we can discuss what this actually means. So he says that the, thir- the seven lights and 13 darknesses will be withheld until the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. Now, I take that to mean their identities. Do you yeah. take that to mean the same thing? Yeah, because it wouldn't make sense if they're hyping up Seven Lights, 13 Darknesses from Case 3D until the very end. I mean, I'm thinking that right until the final clash happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you when know, we not, find out not, who not they till, are. Not, not at, at the end of the game, but towards yeah. the end of the game. So that's a little bit different from how it was in Kingdom Hearts 2, because in Kingdom Hearts 2, you would go to an area, you would encounter an organization member, and they would be fully cloaked. Uh, But usually in, like, the second visit, you'll actually see their face or something like that. So, um, you know, you didn't have to wait until you got to the world that never was to find out who everyone was. Uh, By that point, point you would have already known, uh, you know, their face and their name by then, so... Just like Jenna Memories. It's a little Almost every floor you went to, there was a new member. Exactly, exactly. Each Disney World had a new member. I wouldn't be surprised if they had something similar to that, but uh, I'm guessing that the the members would be concealed in some way. The only thing that I wonder is, so so far, the, or, the uh, 13 Darknesses that we know about, um, they are characters from the past that we already have seen so if any of them are characters we already know wouldn't it be really likely that once we hear their voice we just instantly know who they are <laughs> so it's true i mean but we just have to so I, except I mean, the fact they that could, they could just be completely silent that or or we just have to accept the fact that you know, there might be new voice actors. You know, they, sometimes they might change new, the voice actors a little bit. Voice actors. Uh, well, well, I it mean, could I mean, be, but that would. I mean, yeah, that could happen. That could definitely happen. But it would suck for us on the uh, American side because you know the Japanese side didn't change any. So why should yeah. we have to change? Well, the thing is that even when even when they were hooded, you know, in the very beginning of Kingdom March two, yeah. they were they still talked. They still had voice actors. Yeah, so they're exactly. not gonna be silent they're gonna talk like normal so it'll be up or to they those. could just not decide to talk to you at all like, right something like that now i wouldn't mind if they made that whole uh that whole manner of speech where that Zemnus had in kingdom hearts one final mix where he sort of like warped through you and you saw words in your head like i wouldn't mind that that'd be kind of well, cool not only like that but they don't but they have other characters that are revealed that can do all the talking. Yeah, they can. They can do all the talking. They'll so. just. They'll just. I mean, I'm sure majority of the time we see the thirteen darknesses. It'll be you know probably them, young Xehanort, yeah. you know Xemnas, Xehanort's heartless, 
they'll yeah. they'll be the ones there, and he's in in uh, Zigbar as well. So exactly, basically, they're gonna want to do all the talking, and we'll probably just see the other ones, but they'll be cloaked and just like idle, you know, standing exactly. there. Exactly. And uh, an interesting thing to note is that he didn't say uh, the thirteen darknesses will be withheld till the end of Kingdom Hearts three. He said the seven lights and the 13 darknesses will be withheld. So we won't even know what the seven, who the seven lights are uh, officially until the end. So that'll be interesting. Like who ends up being a light and who doesn't. Because even on the uh, the good guy side, there are a lot more than seven of them. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of... to wait and see. It's, kinda kinda it's getting see. good. It's kind of interesting to see who ends up on what side. Would, wouldn't it be interesting... If Sora was not one of the lights, that would be pretty weird. I mean, it was surprising that he wasn't named Master at the end of Gates 3D, so, you know, anything's yeah. possible It was at this pretty point. surprising when he became a Heartless in Kingdom Hearts 1. I'm putting on my tinfoil hat. I'm just saying, what if he's a darkness? <laughs> that'd be pretty, that'd be an awesome twist, though, right? Well, he's, well, well you gotta remember, Sora's pretty, uh, Sora's pretty gullible, too, so. Yeah, he's also pretty gullible. And at the end of, uh, at the end of uh, Kingdom Hearts 3D, he almost became a darkness when uh, they captured him. So interesting to see. We'll have to uh, find out where this takes you know everybody in the story. It's uh, it's really interesting. The only thing that I'm concerned about, because you know, with every plot point that he reveals, there's always a potential downfall. My concern with the way this is worded is. In the pacing of the story, Kingdom Hearts games are notorious for being very uh, back-heavy, I would say. Meaning, they spend like 80% of the plot with you completely in the dark and you don't know what the hell's going on. and Everything's weird and confusing. And then in the last 20% of the game, they just decide to dump all the information on you. Which, you know, if you play Kingdom Hearts 3D, that's exactly what happens in Kingdom Hearts 3D. Like, most of the game, you don't know anything, and then just in the last 20% of the game, they just dump all the story on you. Just which, like it was for Kingdom Hearts 2 and Chain of Memories. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 2, Chain of Memories. Like, there's just... I don't like this trend. I don't think it t- it tells a good story. I think this is part of the reason why a lot of people think the Kingdom Hearts series is confusing. It's not necessarily that the game that the plot is confusing. It's that because they load it into such a small part of the game, you know, the last 20% of the game, you get bombarded with so much information that you don't have enough time to like register what you just heard. So I'm personally kind of concerned with the pacing of the game because Kingdom Hearts is notorious for having not so great pacing. Uh, Namely, they might hit it big in the beginning and then you'll get a lot of filler in the middle. And then at the end, you know, it's lore dump, 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 all over the place. Lots of crazy stuff happens and you're just left to absorb it instantly and have and understand it at the same time. Like, I think that's a bit too much, but we'll see. I'm just concerned that because of the nature of, you know, you know, there's seven lights and 13 darknesses, meaning the state of 20 characters will be undetermined until the end of the game. That seems like a lot of information. So we'll just we'll just have to see how that goes. And hopefully that segment is long enough 
so that it, it all makes sense and that it can all coalesce into a interesting story and not just it's dumped on you at the end and you have to sort of figure it out and you're left playing the beginning of the game you know which is boring stuff so. i mean i mean they should just have it so that we can figure it out ourselves and then once we get to the end they'll confirm everything yeah yeah that that would be cool yeah as as long as as long as we get a lot of meaty content in the middle that would be good as long as there's enough in the middle and we get a lot at the end that's fine that, that's kind of how it should be uh, so that's the first point. Next point of uh, the interview that I thought was pretty cool is we might finally learn some more about what Kingdom Hearts even is. What time? <laughs> finally. <laughs> so yeah, if you didn't know, they've never explained what the hell Kingdom Hearts is or means or whatever. Now, we have seen Kingdom Hearts in various forms throughout many of the games, and we've seen it do a lot of different things. But we don't know what it is in and of itself. Like if, you know, for example, uh, in Kingdom Hearts 1, you know, we get to the end of the game and Kingdom Hearts is a door. And it's a uh, it's a door and Ansem opens it and unleashes darkness. And Sora says, no, it's light. And then suddenly it becomes light. So it's got the ability to either grant whoever is commanding it either like we'll say quote-unquote infinite darkness or infinite light it could be either so that's one example of what kingdom hearts can do in kingdom hearts 2 uh Zemnus created his own kingdom hearts with the hearts that were released from heartless and he was going to use it to as far as we knew in kingdom hearts 2 he was going to use it to grant hearts for the nobodies but we found out in kingdom hearts 3d that that was not the purpose of that kingdom hearts the actual purpose of that kingdom hearts was to turn all the members of organization 13 into uh Zehanorts, effectively to turn them into the 13 darknesses so that was another ability of kingdom hearts and i think those are we also saw it in uh birth by sleep they had a big heart shaped moon that was blue this time that was and that they, Kingdom Hearts. And they're trying to make Ventus and Vanitas yeah. merge into the Keyblade. So, so far, we've got at least like four different uses for Kingdom Hearts and three different forms of it. So, it's a little confusing. You know, Kingdom Hearts can do a lot of things. It seems like... It seems like almost it can be whatever the person who's calling it wants it to be like it just seems like a source of power to you know exact your will as you wish it to and kind of, i mean it's proof of that especially at the end of march one because yeah. you have ansem calling out the darkness or sora cutting out the light i think it changed to light because kingdom march recognized sora's exactly. heart was a lot stronger than and which is uh, exactly how the keyblade works you know uh also in kingdom hearts uh riku at the beginning of hollow bastion is like you're not fit to wield the keyblade and he summons sora's keyblade away from him and because, that's because his his heart, was, heart was stronger exactly but then later when sora gets more resolve he's able to summon it back so you know it, it would be reasonable to assume that kingdom hearts which is the source of the keyblade that kingdom hearts has the has similar properties you could say 
So it'll be interesting to find out what it is. I'm going to personally guess that it is a sort of vague uh, source of power that you can contact to do whatever the hell you want with it. You know, it's it's a way to exact your own will, and whoever has the strongest will gets to control it. You just know. reminds me of things like the Ark of the Covenant or something. Yeah, something <laughs> like that in uh, Indiana Jones. So really interesting stuff. Hopefully we'll get to learn a lot. Now, I will say something. So in Dengeki, it was still pretty vague. He's like, Nomura's like, uh, you won't find out till the end, but you'll definitely know more than you knew before. So as far as we can tell, we might not even get all the mysteries of Kingdom Hearts unlocked by the end of Kingdom Hearts. I 3. mean, if of course, <laughs> if Nomura wants Kingdom Hearts to continue after three, exactly. then he's gonna have he's to keep playing more. as a mystery. Yeah. So it would be pretty interesting, like that like the nature of what Kingdom Hearts actually is, that could make for a completely different series. Because I mean, honestly, the nature of Kingdom Hearts has never been a really important part of the storyline. It's always been the clash between uh, the forces of darkness under Ansem or Zehanort or whoever. It's always been a clash between them and the forces of light. So once that is resolved, then Kingdom Hearts is sort of left there. You know, that could, that could be the source of what the next story is about. So that, that could be pretty interesting. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's what we'll find out about Kingdom Hearts. And then the next bit of information, the title... Keyblade Master is just that. It is only a title. It is not some magical status you just get and you just instantly get a bunch of superpowers. No. It's once once you have already proven yourself to be worthy of the title, you get the title and the title is just a name. It's just That's a good. it's just a title that recognizes you as a Keyblade wielder. It's just yeah, your skill as a Keyblade wielder. Exactly. So it's not something where you just instantly, okay, you're a Keyblade Master now. Pow! Okay, now your Keyblade transforms into a gun. No, it doesn't work that way. You have to already know how to turn it into a gun <laughs> before you get the Keyblade Master title. That's sort of like the requirement. But, you know, we already sort of saw this when Aqua became a Keyblade Master. Did anything change about her? No, nothing changed. It was just a recognition of... Of her ability as a Keyblade wielder, and she was just was as it. just as weak as uh, Terra and Ventus in the beginning exactly. of the game. Exactly. So <laughs> she was, however weak or strong she was before Keyblade, she was called Keyblade Master. She was just as weak or strong as she was after. So, you know, it's all about you know. There's no no shortcuts here. So you just you get the title once you have achieved a level of mastery of the Keyblade. And recognized is, by a master. And recognized by a master. So that's, that's literally it. It's just a name. Uh, it's kind of like getting your uh, high school diploma. Exactly. The high school diploma doesn't award you with magic knowledge. It's just a recognition that you achieved the knowledge already by studying. So same thing with Keyblade Master. It's just a title. Um, next bit of interesting news is that Birth by Sleep point to a fragmentary passage. I think that's the title. <laughs> it's hard to remember these names now. Yes, that is. That's so the Birth title. By, Birth by Sleep point two ties to the entire storyline between Birth by Sleep and all the way up to Kingdom Hearts 3, but he specifically mentioned that it does tie into the storylines between Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2. 
which makes sense because the store the uh, trailer at the end of uh birth by sleep final mix showed a lot of scenes from various locations and from various points in time like they showed a, a clip of uh riku on uh big ben in neverland uh holding Kyrie, and they were in their kingdom hearts one forms so you know this would have been a lot old older during the kingdom hearts one timeline and then they also show Kyrie, hater pence and olette in front of the uh the mansion in twilight town and this is in the kingdom hearts 2 timeline so they showed clips from all different places who knows how much of that stuff is going to make it into birth by sleep part 2 but uh it definitely does tie in throughout the background effectively birth by sleep volume 2 is everything aqua did from getting trapped in birth by sleep to uh i guess the beginning of kingdom hearts 3 whatever she's doing then so it'll be kind at, of at least we get to finally see what actually goes on in the world of darkness yeah true yeah we we saw a little bit of it in the uh in the secret episode of birth by sleep but you know that was then and this is a new console <laughs> so we'll we'll have to see and then also apparently mickey's going to be there so uh we won't be alone in our little travels um this wasn't mentioned in the uh dengeki interview but he did say that uh, the length of Birth by Sleep Volume 2 will be about the same length as one Disney World in a normal Kingdom Hearts title. So that's a couple hours at least. So that'll be kind of interesting. How much there is to do, how big is the zones and all that. Yeah, like, because I've seen how people many can places finish, do we go to? I, I mean, I've seen people finish a world within like less than a half hour. So it could be yeah, yeah, short depending on how your playing style is. Yeah, it's, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, there's definitely bosses in it because uh, when we were reading the uh, the rumors, which we found out were true, so I would assume that the rest are pretty accurate, we found out that uh, the guy that was working on it, he was working on specifically boss planning. So you can sort of assume that there will be you know bo- bosses, plural, in it. So it's kind of interesting. Um, right. I just I just wonder personally how much of Birth by Sleep Volume Two as we knew it in Final Mix, I wonder how much of that's gonna make it into the game, like at all. Like I was sort of talk talking with uh with Daryl about it on the uh on the TGS uh special episode that basically the the reason they can justify making this is every piece of art that you're going to see in this game in birth by sleep is uh obviously going to be reused in kingdom hearts 3 so any of these places that you see you're probably going to see them again in kingdom hearts 3 so like does that mean neverland's going to be in it and on top of that like there was a scene in twilight town that occurs in front of the mansion and as far as we can tell in Kingdom Hearts 3, that part of Twilight Town is cut off because they closed off that uh, that part of the wall that you would use to get there. So, I mean, it could have been just there for, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, demo all, sake all, all or of it, trailer sake. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I would say at the time when he was creating that trailer, he probably fully intended to use all that stuff, but who knows what will actually be in the final game. Uh, especially in this version of it, because clearly this isn't the Birth by Sleep Volume 2 he originally intended to make, because Birth by Sleep Volume 2 would have been 
you know, like a normal sized RPG, you know, about 30 hours where you'd probably go as Aqua to maybe several worlds or something like that. Uh, maybe worlds that fell into darkness or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's really hard to say. We really don't know much, but we do know that Aqua's going to be there and Mickey's going to be there. And they might go to uh, the Cinderella world. He said something about Castle of Dreams in a few interviews, like like that was still a thing. So it'll be kind of interesting. I just wonder, like, are they really going to put, how much effort are they going to put into an area that may or may not be in Kingdom Hearts 3? Because, like, <laughs> it's kind of weird. But anyway, so that pretty much uh, covers yep. up that uh, Birth by Sleep Volume 2 stuff. Uh, next thing is more uh, Kingdom Hearts key related. Uh, the traitor of the six disciples, which uh, if, if you're not familiar with Kingdom Hearts key, I'm sorry, but we did talk about this on the show once. But the tra- I mean, the disciples or foretellers, yeah, foretellers, whatever you want to call them. Whatever. So there's, there's six of the foretellers or the six disciples of the Master of Masters. There's six of them, but only five of them are ones you directly deal with in uh, Kingdom Hearts Key, uh, and one of them is a traitor, and the traitor will be revealed in Kingdom Hearts Key back cover, and of course this will tie into Kingdom Hearts 3. It'll be interesting to find out uh, who that traitor is, um, and I think they also said something about uh, the nature of Zehanort's Keyblade will also be discussed in Kingdom Hearts Key, but I'm not I'm not sure if that's in back cover or if it's an unchained key. It's one one of the two. But basically, if you want to if you want to know more about the backstory of Kingdom Hearts, you better be playing some form of Kingdom Hearts key. Are you going to be or at lost? least reading up on it? Yeah, read up um, on it. Watch some cutscenes, something like that. Because you're because right now, it. like no spoilers, but Kingdom Hearts key is picking the up. current storyline has been pick, is picking up right now. So it's I'm actually I mean like I've been I'm I've been hyped for it but like this is actually the first time I've actually been wanting to play Kingdom Hearts Key just for this what does just to learn more about the foretellers and master of masters yeah, and exactly ephemera yeah and all that but yeah and and just just as a reminder though uh Kingdom Hearts Key is not officially available uh outside of Japan yet you can play it uh, both online and in uh, on the iOS version, a lot of people have, but it's it's not in English right now. There are translations if you want to watch, uh, if you want to read those. There are even YouTube videos that are recorded videos of the game uh, that have subtitles on the cutscenes. So if you want to watch those, you can. But until uh, Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key is released in the West, uh, we won't be able to officially play it. Uh, by any like easy easy means so you'll just have to see uh how, how you how you guys want to tackle uh this particular part of the kingdom Hearts storyline but uh personally i'm not really too interested in playing i just want to find out what the story is uh well, luckily you have other people to do that for you <laughs> exactly exactly and i thank them for it so, uh, and the last bit of news, uh, this one is a pretty interesting one, ties into the D23 event that's coming up. Nomura made specific mention of the name of the D23 event being a theater and not a stage like it was two years ago, and that this hints at the type of video that will be shown at the event. 
pretty much this is the 2.5 event that I went to. Yeah, yeah. It was a theater. year. But they called it a launch, uh, like a launch event showcase. Yes, exactly. And basically, it was just um, the people who were bought tickets who didn't, who were, I don't want to say buy, but they got tickets. And they were sitting in a large auditorium, and basically they had, you know, Nomura, Hashimoto, and then Square Enix representatives talking to the fans about, you know, the aspects of 2.5, what Nomura's favorite scenes are. Then we were treated to a, you know, piano performance by uh, Yokoshima Mora and Levon. And then eventually at the very end, Nomura gave us, you know, uh, a very like alpha video of Kingdom Hearts 3 mm. of Heartless attacks and a uh, new location and, and everything, everything that we saw in that video pretty much ended up in, the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer that was shown at E3 this year, yeah. but more complete exactly. and everything. Exactly. So, yeah. So, more likely, it's going to be the same thing. And if, by my knowledge, it'll probably be no recording and no photography yeah, allowed, of course. like it was. But they, they might show something online because they, they did that with the uh, last year's or two years ago D23 footage. Eventually, they did. We just can only hope. As long as it's not an alpha build. Yeah, as long as it's not like really, really early. They. Uh, if it's then they're gonna if it's a mod if it's like a more of a trailer then yeah they'll probably release it but if it was something special like an alpha build then yeah it's not gonna be released yeah exactly so I think I would say personally because he was so specific about the difference between stage and theater uh, I would say that if what was shown at D twenty three twenty thirteen was a stage um, and this is a theater. D23 was a early build that showed off gameplay. I would say this is going to be maybe more cutscene, maybe more story focused. That's my guess because if he's so specific about the difference between theater and stage, I would say stage is probably more like what you'd show for gameplay because you know you're sort of effectively performing. Uh, whereas theater, that's uh, more watching videos, and anytime theater is made in reference to Kingdom Hearts, like the theater modes and the games, they're always showing cutscenes in them. So I would personally say I think it might be cutscenes, maybe early cutscenes, maybe I don't know, but I think I think we might get a more of an insight finally into what the story is about uh, through cutscene form, but. Who's to say? I just I just hope they just show more character, new artwork, and yeah. their new clothing, what they're going to wear. And like you said, more story-driven this time. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, it, I mean, the last time we saw it at E3, it looked pretty polished. So I'm just hoping, like, all right, there's hopefully enough cutscenes there that we can start showing something important. Uh, I mean, we'll see. And you, you know what I'm wondering? You know, every time we hear more about, like, how far along Kingdom Hearts is, I wonder if uh, Bill Farmer wasn't lying when he said he recorded all of Goofy's dialogue for Kingdom Hearts 3 already. <laughs> like, the more I see of it, it's like, oh, well, maybe he did. Well, I mean, like I said, it doesn't matter if he's really recorded it. It's just a matter of, you know, when they want to get it released. Of they course, have, of Like course, they yeah. said... 
they said they have a release date internally, which, you know, doesn't mean anything to us. It just means that that's their goal they want to complete it by. And honestly, it's it's not coming out next year. It's definitely not coming out next year. We got Kingdom Hearts 2.8 coming most likely next year and Final Fantasy 15. They are not going to they're not going to hamper Kingdom Hearts 3's selling potential by putting it up against its own prologue and Final Fantasy 15. So, don't expect it next year. But, you know, it's it's still interesting to see that it might be farther along than we expect. But yeah, it's all interesting. So that pretty much wraps up all the all the big news that came out of that Dengeki interview. It was pretty interesting. There's also a Famitsu interview out there if you want to go look for it. I, I, I thought that Dengeki interview was a little bit more interesting. Uh, so- it was just mainly just... I mean, Dengeki asked different questions of Famitsu, but it's more like a follow-up of what yeah, yeah. this game entitles pretty much. Exactly. Like, it's almost like setting the obvious pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. Not not too much. Uh, I will say a quick side note that's more Final Fantasy related. He he did say uh, that they're going to talk about more stuff related to Final Fantasy VII remake in the seven hundredth issue of Dengeki, and the seven hundred seventy seventh issue of Dengeki. Well, I I thought he was just joking because I've read some several things that he could be joking. He could be joking, that. but we'll, we'll have to see. But like considering how long it takes to make these things right i, I, I mean i mean the general lifespan of a what a new, uh, ps4 game but it's what four years still yeah it, it it does it takes a long long time even um even call of duty and uh assassin's creed they're on three-year development cycles and they they come out every year but that's because they have three different teams working on them at all times and they're huge teams they're like a thousand people working on each game and they'll you know they have sledgehammer and then i guess i don't I don't know if that's never softer they have infinity ward whatever's left of them and then they have treyarch and they'll be working one of them will work on it for three years and then their game comes out and then the next team their game comes out the year after because they started their game a year after and like they, they just have it timed perfectly so they have three games coming out all the time but those games are in development for a long, long time. Assassin's That's Creed why. Syndicate was in development like way long ago. Like even though it's coming out just this year, even though Unity came out last year and it was a big, you know, flaming garbage can on fire, like even then it was in development and it had been in development already for two years. Like, and that's a game that's coming out just this year. So, games just take a long, long time. So, yeah, because like, like coming out, Kingdom Hearts three coming out in two thousand seventeen doesn't. It seems seems plausible because exactly they started development what two thousand thirteen thirteen at the at the at minimum. So, and then not not to mention the fact they had to change engines. So, thankfully they have, and they they're getting a lot of good support from Epic. So, um. But yeah, I would say four four years minimum, and I would say in the case of uh, in the case of Final Fantasy VII, I would say like four years minimum. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was five years, just because it's it's such a big game, and we'll have to see. Rumor is that <laughs> CyberConnect Two is working on it, so I I, I trust them. They're really good. Uh, they work on the uh, Naruto games, Naruto Ninja Storm fighting games. They have the really crazy visuals. So yeah, I really hope. They, that they are because i am actually a big fan of those games yeah. so they're, they're really good at what they do and i've actually said like for years when it comes to cyber connect 2 
I have been waiting forever for them to finally get a big budget game to work on because with those Naruto games, they're always shortchanged on the budget. Like you can feel the budget like because like some aspects of it aren't like quite polished enough. Uh, you know, the multiplayer online is not as always as good. The sometimes they'll have a story mode and the story mode's terrible. And at least with this one, it'll be the last Naruto one. Yeah, last Naruto one that they're doing. And they also said on their website they're they're doing this big hiring spree, uh, for an Unreal Engine four game that they say is photorealistic and completely different from anything they've ever done. They're talking about photorealism, physically based rendering. They they have like all this like crazy stuff on it. Another weird thing is they also list VR, so I don't know. <laughs> it could just be dot hack, because that would make sense for VR, but. Like, whatever they're making, it's a big deal, and they're the ones that worked on Final Fantasy VII G-Bike, so they might be working on Seven. They might be just working on a big dot hack, but who knows. Anyways, moving on to the question segment. As a reminder, if you guys want to have your questions answered on the show, please send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. Our first one comes from Eiffel65, and they ask, Will KH2.8 HD be the first Kingdom Hearts game to be available digitally for purchase since every PS4 retail game is required to be available on PSN as well? Dream Drop Distance was never on the Nintendo eShop 3DS store, Birth by Sleep was never on the PSP PSN store, and Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 were never on the PS3 PSN store. So will 2.8 finally break this? Or will it be Kingdom Hearts 3 to be the first to be available digitally? Has Square Enix perhaps finally renewed contract rights with Yutara Hikaru and the music for the game and to be able to make it available digitally? It's a lot of questions. <laughs> that is a lot of questions. But to answer them, I, it's very possible. But then again, this is the Disney and Square Enix. So, yeah. you know, they, they for some reason, they always can get away. A lot more than other games can, but isn't it, isn't uh, Disney Infinity out on these uh, platforms already? And wouldn't they have to already be available digitally? Uh they are available, but I do not know if they're available digitally. Okay, yeah, but, I, I wouldn't uh, be surprised. I know, I know, I wouldn't be surprised in the case of Disney Infinity because they also have that whole little physical thing, like that that yeah. uh, NFC reader that you have to buy with it. So I wouldn't be See, surprised well, if it's not there. The thing with me is that, like, because I've been trying to search for games that, that I wanted to buy digitally, and sometimes mm-hmm. they're not even available in the store, like, yeah. when I search for them. So it's not always the case. I mean, they, they're they probably available to download at some point, yeah. but only for a limited time. So, but it would it would be surprising to see if it's a, be available to download digitally. But if it is not, it's, then it won't surprise me at all. Yeah, exactly. So with Kingdom Hearts 2.8, we've got... Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3D. We got back back cover and uh, Birth by Sleep 0.2. So Kingdom Hearts 3D would be if if you Tata Hiker is gonna make any money, it would be it would be off of uh, uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, HD Dream Drop Distance uh, because doesn't don't they have a Sanctuary in it at some point? Yeah, and then they also have I think they have Hikari orchestrated in it, and even though it's not her vocals, it's still her song, so I think she does make money off of that. 
Um, so yeah, if any if any game would have uh, you know her making any royalties, it would be off of uh, Kingdom Hearts HD Dreamed Up Distance. But I mean, for Utada, I mean, if anybody they can convince Utada to allow the use the use of her music yeah. will probably be Namara. And they definitely Namara's yeah, they, the only one that can actually reach out to her like that. Exactly, and they they clearly have a uh, a continued uh, uh, partnership, so to speak, uh, because Namora drew one of her tribute album covers. Uh, I think wasn't it just last year that he did that? Yes, it was. Yeah, so uh, so they they they're definitely not out of touch. You know, I'll, I'll just say that. So uh, if if anyone can do it, Namora can. And so I I, I think if anything's gonna get in the way, it wouldn't be Utahikuru. Even though no. the music industry is a big old pain, and and you know licensing is really annoying. And yes, it would have to be an international release. It would be a little bit annoying to do, but I think they'll they'll get it done because they you know they have to. Because Kingdom Hearts yeah, three is coming soon, so I would say personally, I think two point eight will be the guinea pig, and they're going to go through all the legal hoops that they need to go through on two point eight, so that the next time they have to do it with Kingdom Hearts three, that it's not as big a deal. Like they already know the process, so I think, I think it will be. I mean, for, I, I mean, you know, Type Zero is available digitally, so you know. Yeah. The the only I mean, but that's two, that's Final Fantasy the only though. Two differences is Disney, and that's really the only difference because like even Type Zero has licensed music because they have a bump of chicken music in in their game. So yeah, and and anytime it plays during the game, you can't record or live stream. Yeah. It pauses. So, either way. No matter what happens, uh, I'm I'm positive they'll get it to work. The only difference is Disney, so they'll just have to deal with Disney. Uh, and yeah, I would say th- they're gonna figure it out on 2.8 first, uh, uh, because j- just like anything, every part of Kingdom Hearts three will most likely be prototyped in 2.8. So why not prototype the process for releasing your game digitally as well? That's that's my take on it. So, and Churro, if you want to take this, uh, take this last one. This one's by Alex Chapman, and they write, As Disney seems to now care quite a bit about Kingdom Hearts with Case 3 coming, do you think they might get some bigger names for voice acting? I really hope so, but I'm not sure. <laughs> like, it's... Especially considering that we just lost Leonard Nimoy. We just lost Christopher Lee. We're at, we're literally out of all of our big name voice actors. We had Billy Zane, well, well, all the all the big big name voice actors for villains at least. Let me just point that out there because you know all the main characters are the same, and they're all big name uh, actors. Um, but we lost we lost our three villain big name voice actors, um, and I don't think you can replace them with a big name actor because they can't sound too different from how they were before. And I don't think you'll find a big name actor out there. That's going to want to do an impression of another big name actor. So you're probably going to need to get voice act like a normal voice actor for that role that can do the voice, you know, as, as close as they can case in point. Uh, I think it's not Steve Burton, but Corey Burton 
Steve Burton's Cloud, but Corey Burton is Captain Hook, but he also does the voice of Diz in any of the games that Christopher Lee didn't do, and they sound almost identical. Corey Burton is a professional voice actor, so this is the sort of thing he does. He does character voices. A professional actor, their job is not character voices. Their job is to do their voice and then their acting on screen or in recording. So I think in the case of the ones that we've lost, you know, sadly, uh, they're going to be done by voice actors. As far as new characters go, I would say those are more likely for bigger name actors. But again, there's the other problem that remember Kingdom Hearts 2, how we added effectively 13 new original characters and none of them had big name actors. Like... (laughs) We're we're sort of having that issue again. We're adding a whole bunch of new characters, and uh, none of them will have big name actors, or, or maybe some I of think, them. I, I think I think it might be more voice actors because more uh, voice actors are more available. They're more to reliable than actors, because yeah. like you know, Hayden Panier wasn't there for some uh, days, yeah. and uh, they had to get um, Xion's voice actor to record Kyrie's lines and yeah. reach in memories and then even and then even in uh dream drop distance allison stoner wasn't available for Shion, so hayden panettiere had to do Shion. so it's like they're almost yeah. interchangeable i wonder if allison stoner is even going to be in the game if uh if hayden panettiere is there to do both Shion and Kyrie's lines it just really depends on the availability yeah. i mean i'm surprised that hayden appeared for one line in birth by sleep yeah exactly well she was uh she she was in Dream Drop Distance, even though she didn't voice her own character. But and she was just in uh, Until Dawn, so it seems like she's getting more involved uh, with video games now. So that's good. That's yeah. a good sign. And then you had then Willa Hol- uh, Holland came back to re-record lines for Breath by Sleep. Yeah, Final Mix. Yeah, for Final Mix. And she even recorded new lines for the uh, Breath by Sleep Volume Two uh, secret trailer. So. <laughs> It's it's all really interesting. So Will Holland's back. I would say you know, I don't I don't think we're gonna lose too many people this next time around. Maybe some of the Final Fantasy voice actors, if any of Final Fantasy characters make it in, but I don't think we'll lose too many people. I'm hoping. <laughs> but as far as getting like new big name talent, I would be surprised if we did. But that would require, in my opinion, that would require new big characters. And the biggest character of them all is going to be Zehanor in this one. And unfortunately, we had a big-name actor, but he passed away. And this is the case in both the Japanese and English versions. They bo- We both lost uh, the voice actor uh, to old age uh, for Zehanor. So who knows, honestly. Oh, yeah, and by the way. I didn't know where to stick this in, but I'm I'm positive. I am positive that Ansem the Wise is one of the 13 darknesses. <laughs> I'm positive. I don't know how, but I'm pretty sure it's him. He's He's got those crazy gl- orange eyes. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing that in there. Because, like, if he's going to be in the game, that's probably how they're going to throw him in there. Anyways, so that pretty much wraps up our show. Yay. So now for our music for this episode... Oh, finally, finally, we've got something that isn't dearly beloved, <laughs> Horky Kyrie. And also, finally, we have a remix, or more specifically, a cover, 
of a song from Dream Drop Distance. So far, we have only had one other Dream Drop Distance song cover. I am still waiting. If you, if you're a music producer out there, if you like making remixes, please, I beg you. I've been searching for this since Dream Drop Distance came out. Make a remix or a cover something of Majestic Wings from Dream Drop or from Dream Drop Distance. That's my favorite song. It's actually one of my favorite songs of the entire series, and no one's covered it. Actually, I think there was one person that covered it on piano, but it was so bad of a recording, I could not take it. Not the playing style, just the recording quality. It had a t- terrible mic. But somebody, get out of there. Do Majestic Wings, please. I beg of you. Do it for I'll Brendan. I'll put it on the show. I'll put it on the show. I'll hype you up. If you got a channel on YouTube, I'll hype you up. It's my favorite song. Please, please, please. We need more Dream Drop Distance covers, especially since... Dream Drop Distance HD came out. That's why I picked this one. Do it. So, please. So, yes, we have a Dream Drop Distance cover. It is the cover of the Dream Eater song. Yay. That one Yay. is la, 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 la. That one. The one that plays when you uh, pet them and stuff. So, it's that song. It's really good. It's an acoustic cover. There's also some violins. Who who doesn't love violins? No, no one says no to violins. So, enjoy it. It's very good. Uh, the arranger for this one, oh man, the the name's tough. You you're, you're gonna you're you're gonna probably wanna Google Dream Eater's acoustic remix. You'll find it easier that way. But the arranger's name is on YouTube, the two the Sikpa, twenty ten. I don't know what's up with these names, but that's that's the guy. So if you wanna hear this, uh, if you wanna find it on YouTube, if you wanna send him love. Uh, it's the two Sikpa 2010, but uh, I would re- highly recommend just searching Dream Eater's acoustic remix. You'll probably find him faster that way than <laughs> looking for his name. Anyway, so in the outro, woo-hoo. so our Ooh. next episode of Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 10th of November. So by then, I actually looked up in a calendar. It looks like we are just fine. For that scheduling date being after the Kingdom Hearts Theater event, the Kingdom Hearts fan event, it's going to be after that. So, finally, (laughs) I mean, knock on wood, I think we won't need an emergency episode. Unless you want to record the next episode right after it's done. It's up to you, though. It's up to me, of course. I'm going to say no. But I think we'll be okay, barring... Nomura going nuts and doing another crazy interview. I think we'll be fine. Um, So yes, November 10th should be a really big episode. We'll be talking about uh, whatever happens at the Kingdom Hearts fan event uh, at D23 in Tokyo. So whatever happens, don't miss the next episode. Uh, Also, side note, we might host (laughs) the next Final Fantasy Union. Well, not the next Final Fantasy Union, but the one after the next kingdom hearts union because lauren and daryl they have a baby oh my god oh congratulations to them so congrats we might be uh we might be hosting that final fantasy union maybe i don't know we'll see we'll see it depends on where when their moogle comes because when the moogle comes it's like the final fantasy stork that's how babies work okay when the moogle comes to deliver the baby that's that's when that's when they can't record the podcast so we might have to we'll have to see we might be there. We might not be. And if we do, it's going to be an awesome takeover. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna get crunk. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do something crazy. I don't know what, 
but we'll figure it out. So anyways, till next we see you. As a reminder, you guys can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we are number one. Yay. And of course, as always, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com, YouTube.com slash KHUnionVids, or Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania. And of course, you can uh, support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. And if you want to have your questions answered on the show, send them to khuquestions at gmail.com. If you guys want us to talk about something specific, send it to us in the form of a question to that email, khuquestions at gmail.com. All right, Cheryl. It's goodbye time. It's that time again. It's goodbye time. I'm already exhausted just doing this podcast. I've been exhausted this whole weekend. Like, no joke, I woke up for this podcast. I woke up late for this podcast. I woke up for this podcast too. I woke up like like fifteen minutes before recording. I woke up fifteen minutes after we were supposed to start recording. So, because <laughs> I was writing the outline for this, because ironically, I thought I was going to, I wouldn't be able to wake up early enough to write the outline. So, as a result of me writing the outline really late, I wasn't able to wake up for the recording. Ironically. Oh, well. uh, poor Brandon. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyway, it's goodbye time. Say goodbyes. All right. Goodbye, guys. Thanks for listening. And I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.